Welcome to this, the next edition of our daily devotions coming to you from Church of the Palms. We're so glad that you have joined us. Always grateful to uh, have this time to reflect upon God's word and to wonder about God's uh, calling in our lives. We uh, seek to understand the work of the spirit in the midst of this crazy world and hopefully this time together will allow us uh, a moment to pause and wonder and reflect. And so to that end, let's listen to some beautiful music in our effort to prepare. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, our scripture lesson today comes from Matthew chapter 27, verses 24 through 31. This is a text that we would normally expect to reflect upon during Holy Week and that time leading up to the death and later the resurrection of Jesus. Uh, but this is the text that is assigned for today in our daily lectionary readings. And so in the midst of this hot summer, we reflect upon this um, very dramatic story of Jesus' trial before his crucifixion. Hear the word of God. 
So when Pilate saw that he could do nothing but rather that a riot was beginning, he took some water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves. And the people as a whole answered, His blood be on us and on our children. So he released Barabbas for them, and after flogging Jesus, he handed him over to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters, and they gathered the whole cohort around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him, and after twisting some thorns into a crown, they put it onto his head. They put a reed in his right hand and knelt before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! They spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. And after mocking him, they stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Sometimes we human beings don't treat each other the way we are supposed to be treated. Where I grew up, there was a girl named Julie Johnson. At least that's the name I'm giving her. Julie Johnson had cooties. She had a severe case of the cooties. No one knows quite how she got them, but somewhere along the way at Gordon Elementary School, we diagnosed that Julie Johnson had the cooties. It's because, of course, that Julie didn't look quite right. She was a little overweight. She talked sort of funny. She had a loud voice. She was socially awkward. And that's about all you need for a diagnosis of the cooties. And because this was long before HIPAA requirements, everyone knew that Julie had this American elementary school equivalent of leprosy. And so the word was that Julie Johnson was so badly infected that not only were you not to get near her, you were not supposed to touch the ground anywhere near where she walked. So every morning on Gordon Elementary, on the Gordon Elementary playground, whenever anyone saw Julie approaching, the playground, they would start to yell in a sort of chant-like cadence, Johnson, Johnson. And as you heard someone yell, Johnson, you were supposed to start yelling it too. And not only that, you were supposed to jump onto some piece of playground equipment so as to get your feet off the ground when Julie Johnson walked by. And that's what we did every morning at Gordon Elementary. Johnson, Johnson, as Julie Johnson, with head bowed low, would walk through our playground on her way to class. Every one of us on top of the jungle gym, the slide, the swing set, the chin-up bars, all of us escaping the infection of Julie Johnson. Cruelty starts early, doesn't it? Something like that happens in just about every elementary school in America, and not just America, but the world. Something, somebody is getting picked on, somebody is getting ostracized, somebody is getting made fun of, and usually for no good reason. Not that there could any be, be any good reason for anyone to be treated so. I told the story of Julie Johnson at a youth conference many, many years ago, and when the service was over, a very attractive college co-ed came down and waited in line to talk to me. And she said, I'm Julie Johnson. She wasn't the Julie Johnson of Gordon Elementary, but she was the Julie Johnson of West Dallas, Wisconsin. How could this be, I asked. Oh, she said, I once did not look like this. Arthur Ann Patchett in her memoir, Truth and Beauty, recalls the friendship she shared with novelist and poet Lucy Greeley, who later wrote the memoir, Autobiography of a Face, 
Lucy, as a child, was diagnosed with a rare form of cancer in the jaw, Ewing's sarcoma, and over several years endured over 30 surgeries, chemotherapy, radiation, which left her face noticeably disfigured. She became the butt of every schoolboy joke and a pariah not unlike Julie Johnson. But she had an amazing gift of writing, so quite beautifully she offered the world her language in poetry and fiction. But even as an adult, she was not spared the scorn of other adults. Walking through a Scottish town, Anne Patchett recounts, a pack of laughing, stumbling men swayed toward us in the darkness, a half dozen voices arguing drunkenly, each one trying to raise itself above the others. We were on a bridge, and though we automatically pressed close to the railing, they were coming straight at us like a cart that crosses over the center line to barrel its headlights into yours. They wouldn't have left any two girls pass without a bit of friendly hassling. But when they actually saw in the intermittent pools of light the thick fog of beer that they lived in, that they lived in lifted for a minute and we thrilled them, they barked and screamed to be helped, rescued, and saved. Save me from the dog girl, they cried. Save me from the dog girl. We human beings can be pretty cool sometimes, which should come as no surprise to us followers of Jesus, because here in the height of the story of Jesus, we find this amazing God in flesh man whose mission it is to teach of God's grace, to share God's love, to distribute God's healing, talk and touch the untouchable, stand up to the powers of injustice. And what do we choose to do with him? Matthew is unsparing in his account after flogging him first, Matthew tells us that they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him, and after twisting some thorns into a crown, they put it on his head. They put a reed in his right hand and knelt before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. They spat on him, took the reed, and struck him on the head. And after mocking him, they stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes on him, and then they led him away to crucify him. Was this some criminal? Was this some kind of monster? Was this a, a rabid beast? Even if it were, it wouldn't warrant such treatment. But this was the Son of God, the Prince of Peace, the great physician, the miracle worker. God with us. And this is what we did. I say we, of course, none of us were there. It was 2,000 years ago. But spiritually, we do ask the question, actually sing it in a hymn, were we there when, we when they crucified my Lord? And we ask that already knowing the answer. Yes, we were there because we are human and we have the capacity to be unkind and cruel and uncaring. We shout, Johnson, Johnson. We taunt disfigured women. We make fun of people not like us or who don't act like us. Or when misfortune comes, to quote a famous story of Jesus, we walk by on the other side. I never understood the concern about trying to learn from our past. Every Holy Week, we look back at what they did, what we did to the perfect man, and on their behalf, we confess our complicity, the sin that makes human beings do such things. George Santayana said, those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. And while there is a lot of our past that we have to celebrate, 
there's still a lot to learn from and to avoid repeating. Sometimes we just lose sight of who we are, broken sinners in need of grace, which we have found in the one who has nothing but good things to say to, to, to say of us, one who sends us forth with nothing but good things to say of others, the one who endured our brutality to make us into new creations. Let us pray. O oh God, the words of Isaiah form our prayer this day. He was despised and rejected by others, a man of suffering and acquainted with infirmity. And as one from whom others hide their faces, he was despised and we held him of no account. But surely he has borne our infirmities and carried our diseases. Yet we accounted him stricken, struck down by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the punishment that made us whole, and by his bruises we are healed. For all we like sheep have gone astray, and we've all turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. Amen.